They're right in front of us, yet so easy to pass. They look up at us, or worse, look down. They plead for help, or worse, don't even bother. Made a victim by others, by us, or by themselves. Some not even able to cry. They don't have the time, the privilege, the freedom to try. But we can cry for them. We can try for them. We can lean down, lend that hand, help them up. The victim is all around us, in the streets or in the pews, in the news or hidden beneath the haze, in the next room or far off. And some victims hide. They hide their need. They can smile, they can laugh, they can speak well or look strong. But don't be fooled. We all need help, that extended hand. Do we see their story, their song, their world? Do we enter into their world or watch them from ours? And if we're not equipped, we can just be with. Just be with, stand with, give our heart, give our prayers, cry with them, laugh with them, be for them. Christ, the hero, Christ, the victim, Christ, our life, shatter our spectacles, unveil our eyes, enlighten our path, help the small ones, them, us. These are a few uh, excerpts from a poem that I actually wrote a couple years ago on one of those weird, inspired days. And I called it um, Song for the Victim. I never thought I'd actually be sharing it in a homily, but that's what I was compelled to do. So, it's Easter, right? Christ is risen. The victory's been won. And I think that maybe the scriptures today are saying it's good to look back, you know, on who Jesus chose to be when he was still with us. He chose to be a victim. He chose to be a victim. He chose to be a victim. That's pretty cool. So before Christ, the victim, right, the homeless person, the criminal, the leper, the outsider, the outcast, they didn't have a face, you know. They didn't have a story. They, they had no voice. And it was thought that if a person was in one of these places, it had to be their fault to be there. So the victim was scapegoated, condemned, or at very minimal, ignored. And Jesus, because it's Jesus, he knew this. So that's exactly who she chose to be. So the Son of Man, the Paschal sacrifice, it had, it had to be an innocently condemned person. Not a guilty criminal, but an innocent victim. And right after he died and rose, Peter reminds the people, he says, God has glorified Jesus, his servant, who you handed over and denied, when Pilate even found no guilt in him. He says, the holy righteous one was condemned while a murderer was released. So thinking about this, it was no coincidence that he took Barabbas' place. 
right? Because the greatest victim of all time was also the most innocent person of all time. So as Jesus journeyed on, right, as Jesus carried his cross, he was drawing people's eyes to the victim, you know, and when he was on the cross, he was drawing people's eyes to the criminal. And then when he rose, people's eyes were open forever. And now his spirit is united with the person that was always ignored before. And we now we see him. We see Christ in the poor, right? In the weak, in the broken, in the helpless, in the hopeless. So the story of our salvation was shown through their perspective. Jesus made his story, or made rather, made their story his. So the almighty eternal power of God came through a person who chose to be helpless. And that's so God's strength can come through our weakness, and his redemption comes through our brokenness, and his greatness only comes through our smallness. So what does this look like? It looks like a lot of things. You know, this looks like the homeless person that people just pass by every day. It looks like the refugee with nowhere to go. The person who's been coerced into human trafficking. You know, the criminal who's just hoping for redemption. The addict that's looking for freedom but doesn't know how to find it. The person with mental illness that's just struggling to express themselves. You know, the person that's across the room being judged from a distance. Or can be the person who's alone all day, every day, just hoping that someone will call. Or the many, many people that don't have a loving family or don't have a safe home. And maybe it's so many of us uh, sometimes, it's just it's the person that's trying their absolute best every day and still feeling like it's never good enough. It's something I like to say in confessional, in confession, um, when I had doors on the confession. I like saying that all these people are Jesus' best friends, right? That's the, that's the person that Jesus would go and throw his arm around and say, what's up? How are you? So to know Jesus, as the reading, the second reading says, to know Jesus is to know what the power and mercy of God that's holding up human frailty. And to know how great he is only in our weakness. And as St. Paul, the genius of, the, the expert of being conflicted, he says, I love it, he says, I willingly boast of my weakness, that the power of Christ may dwell within me. Therefore, I'm content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, all these things for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, it's then that I'm strong. So um, are we weak enough to be his disciples?